This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's a new day in the workroom. Welcome back to our next spotlight of an all-star. You know the gig at this point. We're going to talk you through the Queen's rise to drag, what brought them to drag race, how they did in drag race, and in Trinity's case, our subject today, what brought them to All-Stars, how do they do in All-Stars, and now how did they end up in All-Stars 7. A longer episode than usual this week, because the bitch has been on two seasons, so a lot to talk about, and she was in pretty much every episode of all those seasons. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the subject of this week's episode, Trinity the Tuck. The body is oh, here, so bitches! Oh, Girl, I'm Trinity Taylor. Some people say I'm the look and feel of real, but my body speaks for itself. Trinity does not pad. I love plastic surgery, and I went from a pancake to a Kardashian. I do a lot of pageants, but I don't like to use the word pageant queen because there's such a stigmatism with pageant queens. Trinity was born Ryan Taylor and grew up in Springville, Alabama, just outside Birmingham. In 2022, they came out as trans, I can't seem to find any sort of given name for them as a trans woman. So I'm going to assume she has kept either Ryan or Trinity. So I'm just going to refer to her as Trinity and they use she, they pronouns now. So I'm going to use she. She was raised by her grandparents and her mom actually passed away from HIV when she was really young. Um, So yeah, she sort of grew up with her, with her grandparents in Springville. She worked loads of odd jobs and restaurants and in Subway to make money. She didn't really suit it. Um, And then her friend mentioned to her that she could win money by competing in drag competitions. And that's kind of the main reason why she entered all those back in the day. The local drag bar in Birmingham hosted a competition called The Baddest Bitch. And she won it on her third try. And then kept applying and kept winning until they basically asked her to stop. Uh, And then at which point they just said, hey look, we'll just pay you to perform every week. Um, So she was like, happy days. From there, she kept working through the pageant scene. She'd go by Trinity Taylor, supermodel of the South. Uh, While not in pageants, so she would tour with the band Erasure as a backing dancer. Which I think is really interesting because that must... I didn't know Erasure was still going in the... 2000s to that extent um one of the pageants she really wanted to win though was entertainer of the year she had been trying to win that for 10 years she competed six times over 10 years and in 2014 she finally managed to win it and in her as her first alternate was Alyssa edwards and her second alternate was eureka o'hara so it's funny the top three there i think for the only time so far in entertainer of the year is where three rue girls happened to be in the top three like Alyssa was the only one who I believe was a Rue girl at the time because Trinity hadn't applied yet and Eureka hadn't applied yet or had applied and just hadn't been cast I think Alyssa was just off her season at that point um so yeah I think that's kind of funny she applied for season six originally and then she applied for season seven and then when season eight came around she was asked to reapply again but she turned it down to do the Miss National Renaissance pageant which she won as well and she's like a proper, proper pageant queen. She has a lot of crowns under her belt. Um, she kind of just hit the full circuit numerous times before she even head into Drag Race, which I think, in hindsight, mean makes you realize like how much of an all rounder she really was. It's no surprise she did so well. So with that under her belt, it was time for her to tackle RuPaul's Drag Race season nine. So let's get into that. 
So episode one, Trinity enters the workroom and then immediately this drama between herself and Eureka is sort of set up. And like, it definitely has its moments throughout the season, but it is kind of odd that they're kind of set up as this Alyssa Coco drama when normally that ends in a lip sync between the two of them and that never really happens because Eureka goes home. Now, unless like this is a storyline that they were planning to go with and then when Eureka had to go home, they were kind of stuck with, so they still played it out anyway on, on the show. I mean, I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, they even show the picture of Entertainer of the Year pageant that Trinity won, that Eureka was sort of third for. And there's this kind of whole job about Trinity saying, oh, every pageant I went for, I beat Eureka in, and all that sort of stuff. So it's really like set up from the jump. Me and Trinity know each other from competing. She like won the pageant that I really wanted to win. So of course there's that like bougie attitude from her. I am the body girl. I'm here, I'm not padded. She's gonna be competition. Who are the pageant girls? You're a pageant girl, I'm a pageant girl, you're a pageant girl. Just to clear the air, I promise I'm not one of the mean ones. (laughs) That is a lie. There's always been tension with me and Eureka. Maybe she has an issue with the fact that every pageant that we've been in, I beat her. In episode one, they do the hometown-inspired look and Trinity holds up that big old sort of sign behind her back of Orlando and all the roller coasters. And then they also do the Night of a Thousand Gagas and she does the Countess from American Horror Story, which I think is great. I think it's one of the the best ones there. Uh, And ultimately in that episode, she ends up safe. Episode... Two is that boring, stupid, bring it on cheer challenge. Tells us nothing really about any of them. Trinity's in the top, Valentina won next. Episode three, they had to create a fantasy fairy tale princess. So effectively a branding challenge. I do remember Trinity for this one, actually, for her Stanky the Starfish. This was her first win of the season. And actually, Trinity mentioned that from the Meet the Queens, a lot of the fans thought she was going to be an early out. They didn't take to her. And she wasn't getting any bookings until she actually won this episode. Which is mad to think that, like, something as stupid as Stanky the Starfish can actually make you money. Like, that that was the turning point for her and her booking career from post-Drag Race. So, I think that's really interesting. My name is Stanky the Starfish, the royal redneck counselor. We first met when the princess was in the Waterland Clinic getting her itch cream. It was for her outbreak. Clamidia. I hope that someday she can find the cure for this. WTD. That stands for Water Transmitted Disease. Episode 4 is the Morning Anchor Show. We see a bit of the Trinity Eureka rivalry in this episode, but it's more to set up Trinity ending up in the bottom two for being the team captain of the losing team. And this is when she ends up with Charlie Hyde and absolutely slays her in that I Want to Go by Britney Lip Sync. Please welcome our very special guest, actress and singer, Naya Rivera. Are you happy to be here? Not on today. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I heard somewhere that when you were 19, you lied on your resume to get a job at Abercrombie & Fitch. I did. Did you fudge the truth at all to get onto Glee? No, I had to actually, I had to sing and act for that one. What's the name of your book and when is it coming out? It's called Sorry Not Sorry, Dreams, Mistakes in Growing Up and it comes out September 13th. I can't wait to read it. Thanks very much for joining us. It's time to go to commercial. Actually, re-watching the season really caught me off guard seeing Naya Rivera there and reminding me of how young she was when she passed. Like, really, really sad. 
Episode 5 is Kardashian the Musical. Trinity plays Paris Hilton, which is a role that I actually forgot was in that musical. I remember Britney being there, but I forgot that Trinity played Paris Hilton and Sasha Valora played Lindsay Lohan. I don't know how that passed me by. She does a good job and is ultimately safe. Um, nothing really to note there. I'm Paris, and I don't have to do anything. But bitches bow down cause I'm the new Miss Thing. Paparazzi poppin' pictures cause we dress so fancy. But Paris only posts when we're not wearing panties. Episode 6 is Snatch Game, and Trinity played Amanda Lepore. And I thought she did a really good job, but safe suited her, I think, too. I don't think she was as good as the other three. It isn't as good as what we'll get from her later on in All Stars 4. But, like, it's pretty solid. Let's give a big game show welcome to downtown superstar Amanda Lepore. Hi, everyone. Oh, my goodness. You are such a gorgeous international vixen. How do you do it? These lips have secrets. I bet they do. Episode 7 is an acting challenge. The 9021 Ho. And Trinity wins by playing Nelly's mom, which is the parodied version of Jackie Taylor. It is one of those classic small parts that sort of steal the show roles and that were sort of like teed up to win. Trinity did a really good job on it though. She actually has really good comic timing, which is something I kind of forget. It's kind of like a bit of a standout moment in an overall average challenge. I love hot dogs. I love hot dogs too. <gasps> Mom, what are you doing here? Senior year. I'm so excited and prom is coming. Mom, <laughs> stop copying me. No wonder I'm addicted to speed. I'm addicted to speed too. No, you're not. No, you're not. Mom, mom. Mom, if you don't cut it out, I'm gonna join a cult. Honey, don't go without me. Oh. <laughs> Episode 8 was the roast of Michelle Visage. Trinity plays a character for this, a sort of like Appalachian trailer park gal which is like the classic trick for someone who feels like they're on the struggle bus she doesn't really do too well but she ends up low she avoids the bottom too so that's not too bad and i think like over all stars four she also struggles with the stand-up like the stand-up is definitely one challenge that will consistently strip her up and i think we're going to see that in all stars seven once again thank you pedro moe bean <laughs> please excuse the way i'm dressed i have to go Feed the chickens after this. And I didn't want to wear my good things. I sometimes even have to wrestle a few of them. Michelle, you know all about wrestling cocks, don't you? <laughs> I think we have a lot in common from the same taste in hairspray <laughs> to the same units of Botox, fillers, lifts, tucks, snips, and hips. Episode 9, they had to create, write, and star in their own TV pilot. Trinity played sister Mary Kunt in a pilot with Alexis Michelle and Peppermint called Mary, Mother of Gay. This was pretty solid. Like, it was just beaten by Sasha and Shay, who did such an amazing job. But re-watching this season really makes you realise that Trinity was such a good actor. Something I would definitely would not have given her credit for. The great t- comic timing once again. And she just, like, pulls off the pilot with the best... Like, in the pilot challenge, she is the best standout performance. The judges, or the production, for whatever reason, decide to give this a team win to Shay and Sasha. But, like, I can totally see it going in another way of them being, like, Trinity, you win this week. You're the best solo performance. Because I definitely think she did. Father Ross, his breath always smells like dick, too. (laughs) (laughs) This nun shows them how to get closer to God through prayer. Ladies, get on your knees. Oh, 
This doesn't feel very ladylike. Mm-hmm, I know you know how to do it. Just try, damn it! Some <laughs> Open wide, ladies! Episode 10 was the makeover challenge and they had to make over the camera crew. Trinity made over Rizzo, who went by Glitter for Days, and she wins. And this is another win I don't actually remember her for. Because I wouldn't have said that she was like even the best at makeup in the cast. Um, but, you know, sometimes those makeup challenges can be a bit of a wild card or lose can. You kind of just get a good, you get a good subject and that can really do a lot of the work for you. But, you know, this win takes you up to three wins at this point, which is equal with Shay. Episode 11 is the gayest spot ever. And at this point, there's only five left. And Trinity is in clearly in the middle of the pack. Shay and Sasha are in the top. Pep and Alexis are in the bottom. And Trinity's skirts, like, in the middle, if you look up, like, the fandom wiki, it says she's low. But for me, she's kind of safe. Like, I think she she did pretty well. It was average. And I think safe is a fair reflection of sort of the looks that she, she gave. And I actually think a fair is, is a reflection. Like, safe is kind of a fair reflection of the looks she gave the whole season. Like, they were middling, nothing striking, but, like, always well put together and hitting the brief. And season nine, I more remember her for that sort of, like, brown sort of comb over wig i think she wears in the entrance and in some promos and there's a lot of tear away ciliatards and stuff like that so that's kind of more what i remember her more than for like fashion or concepts like that so that brings us to category is in all stars four trinity talks about how the fans hated her verse in this i wouldn't say i hate it but it is the worst in my opinion and i think that's something she also struggles with not necessarily struggles but that's also something i don't think she excels in which is lyric writing for verses i always think they're a bit generic they don't say much my name is trinity and can't you see i've got a lot of plastic parts up in me crowns and gowns and tiny thongs too other bitches wishing but you ain't me boo the talent i've got you just can't replace even with injectables in your face time has come to win 100 g's you think you're gonna beat me probably and that brings us to the final where she's beaten by peppermint to stronger by britney spears and taps out and i definitely remember rooting for trinity back then but i think i was one of the few like i think now i probably would have rooted for peppermint but she definitely was not a fan favorite there was a poll for miss congeniality of season nine which was like publicly voted for and valentina got like half a million votes and Trinity got 6,000, which is like the third lowest on the cast. She really did not connect with audiences. And I think that's a consistent problem with her on this TV show franchise is I think she's amazing at drag, but she's not good at making the audience root for her. And that, I think, will continue to be an issue for her in All-Stars 7. After Drag Race, there doesn't seem to be a lot of action post season 9. I can't really seem to find a lot that she did. I think she just sort of toured, made some music and like made of bank and then kind of saved up to go back to All Stars. She reportedly spent $20,000 on the wardrobe for All Stars 4 and I mean, it, it shows. It absolutely shows. So let's jump into All Stars 4. Yes! The body is back! I'm Trinity Taylor, top four from season nine. <laughs> Did I say Trinity Taylor? Sorry. I just feel like Trinity Taylor is so boring. I am Trinity the Tuck, and this Tuck has tea. <laughs> Before season nine, I was old school pageant, the body girl. It was a huge surprise to me that I could do comedy. This time, I'm confident that I'm the whole package. I made it to top four the last time, and now I'm here to win. Episode one, Trinity wins the talent show with her tucking tutorial and beats Monique in a lip sync to Emotions by Mariah Carey and sends Jasmine Masters home. I never really thought this was a winning performance, to be quite honest. I always thought Manila 
Angia were majorly overlooked in this episode and definitely one of them deserved to be in the top if not both of them and yeah like it was it was a fun old talking tutorial but would you pay money to go see that no I wouldn't it wasn't even that fun of a song like the Tuck is is pretty impressive by the end of it and it does introduce her as Trinity the Tuck even though if you look at the props it still says Trinity Taylor so maybe she's been doing that for a while but this was not a winning performance for me. The lip sync was definitely a winning performance, but not the challenge. So I always thought that was a strange call. Give a little spritz to both your footing bag. Put some tissue paper there. Just blow your derriere with your junk pulled distinctly to your crack. Sorry, Mom. Episode two was the girl group challenge with Stacey Lane Matthews. Trinity was on team Don't Funk It Up and ends up safe. I always remember that this challenge had Casey Musgraves and Sierra as guest judges. I mean, amazing. One of the best lineups probably ever. Did Trinity improve her verse writing in this? Hmm. Class act, time to say no more. Hit the people's boy that you can't ignore. We're here to fight for our equal right. Girl, no fake news, gotta tell the truth. No time for hate, so let's go. Uh, they say shut up, tell them no. Uh, where's the love? Episode 3 is Snatch Game and we get that iconic performance as Caitlyn Jenner and Trinity wins. She ultimately loses the lip sync to Manila, however. Controversially, I was always sort of surprised that Trinity did not get like a backlash for this portrayal of Caitlyn Jenner. I was never certain that it was not transphobic. Not that any of the jokes she says are transphobic, I don't think. I'm trying to remember it, but I don't think so. It's more... The mannerisms, like sitting there with her legs apart, shaking Gus's hand rather than giving him a hug. Like she over accentuates these like stereotypically male aspects that Caitlyn Jenner embodies, like even sitting there in the in, a, in the suit rather than in a dress. I don't know. I always was curious that the, that the fandom or that queens who know better than you and I didn't call this out. Um, so maybe it's fine. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but it was always interesting to me. All right, Gus, are you ready to meet your dream snatch? I am. Say hello to Caitlyn Jenner. How you doing? Put her there, buddy. Nice to meet you. Don't touch me. You look like a Democrat and bro. Episode four was Jersey Justice, the improv challenge. Trinity played Fisher Price in this challenge. In the challenge, I was snookied by Snooky. Uh, she kind of struggles in this and ends up low, which I think is kind of weird since she just won Snatch Game and Improv Challenge in another character, but then struggles in this version of herself. But then, to be fair, these sort of, like, constraints in these Improv Challenges often give, like, these characters very little places to go, and they, like, if they sort of redefine the character they've given out to, so they have to sort of sit in this character. And I kind of feel this whole skit was set up for Snooki's role to be the funniest one. So I'll give her a pass on this one, but it is interesting. What you doing here? I have three lovely daughters at home that look up to me, and I wanted to do something nice for the birthday, and they love Snooki. So I got my pool boy, Ronnie, to show me how to get on the face of the book. Uh-huh. And I messaged Snooki, and I invite her over for some lasagna and $2,500 just to, you know, casually hang out with my daughters. Episode 5 was the roast of Lady Bunny, and Trinity was back on the struggle bus. She plays the role of the morning wife and ends up in the bottom for the first time. But that was also kind of just to set up the whole Lala Perusa stunt where four people were in the bottom. If there had just been a bottom two, would she be in the bottom two? It's hard to know, like, Valentina was also bad, so maybe the two of them, um, 
but she definitely didn't do well. Uh, like like I said before, this is a pattern for her. Bunny does have that special kind of face. Doctors use a picture of her to solve Viagra users with with to solve Viagra users with erections lasting longer than four hours. Episode 7 was the club design challenge. I always thought this was awfully judged. Club 96 was clearly the fan favourite, but I think they just wanted to dump Valentina at that point, so they just put her up for elimination. Can you remember Can you remember the name of the other two? Can you remember the one that Trinity was part of? I couldn't have before I did the research for this episode. It was the Beehive. She actually ends up in the top in this episode. She wins, but Latrice outlipsing her. So this is her third win for the season. This is our signature cocktail called the Bee Teeny. It's made with honey infused vodka. It's got a little bit of hornet venom and it's in a martini glass rimmed with bee pollen. Episode 8 is the makeover challenge. Trinity makes over her partner Leo as Indigo the Tuck, but she didn't win the makeover challenge this time. She did end up in the top though, so um, she still, still did good. She still did well. Episode 9 was the Sex and the City Acting Challenge. Trinity wins in the Kim Cattrall role, which I mean is, is the best role. Um, but also it's another opportunity for her to show her acting prowess, which before we were doing this research, I didn't realise was as good as it is. Uh, in this episode, she beats Money Cart to the lip sync once again and sends home a Latrice Royale. By the way, where the heck is the waiter? <sighs> he's buttering my muffin. And by that I mean he's under the table. <sighs> His name's Larry, but I like to call him Lawrence. Lawrence of my labia. Please don't say it. Trinity had some amazing runways in this season. I love her Versace black and gold boots for days look. Curves and swerves runway with is like pink and purple sort of oil slick material. And then that like pleated like hessian hair I thought was amazing. And then her final runway look, which is like china like blue and white wedgewood china almost amazing absolutely amazing i love i love what she did 20 grand well spent in my opinion and that brings us to that finale with that botched double win and the super queen verse which is just as boring as her other verses um and she takes the crown with four wins two three four she walks the fashion when i hit the floor five seven back to six she's got the talent don't need the split and I honestly I think it's deserved to be fair I like I love Naomi Smalls but she was out she was outperformed I think Monet and Trinity deserved it ahead of her to be honest speaking of botched Trinity appeared on botched as one of the first performance like sort of appearances she did outside of all stars so let's talk about your lips okay we can help you by making an incision inside your lip Mm -hmm. and removing a chunk Mm -hmm. of the unevenness and some of the tissue and then stitching it back up all right and you'll have to have you know stitches in your mouth for about three weeks and you'll have limited movement lip syncing will be out there's just no way like I can't take that time off of work. Like I had no idea. Uh, then she began to release music, such as her track "I Call Shade." I call shade. I call shade. She appeared in the "You Need to Calm Down" video as Lady Gaga by Taylor Swift, and Taylor Swift uh, brought her to the VMAs. So she was on stage when Taylor won the award. 
and then she started her podcast work which i don't listen to then over lockdown she started her digital reality show for the love of the arts which is a competition reality show but not just limited to drag queens cabaret performers drag kings etc and then she appeared in the triumph that was aj and the queen i mean come on so then we have the dramas over lockdown she began a beefing with pheromone who called her out for taking gigs during lockdown and i wonder whether that's a, ge- a geography thing like we know how like especially here in ireland we were very influenced by who was around us and there was a lot of sort of we oh, can't do that and the social stigma i wonder like because pheromones in vegas and she sees like the whole strip being shut down and how seriously everyone's taking it whereas like trinity's over in orlando and florida where they couldn't care less and they were like defying the mandates and everything like that so like trinity's looking around and being like well everyone else is out here making money why shouldn't i whereas Farah's in vegas being like well no one out here is making money so nor should i and it just kind of becomes a battle of the two mindsets in america played through these drag queens which i think is kind of interesting she also took on James Charles over Twitter, calling him out for cutting in her line at DragCon. So she's custom to a beef um, on Twitter. And then kind of like the biggest controversy that sort of surrounds her is the She Devil by Night drama that happens uh, on Twitter about a Reddit account. So if you're not up to speed, basically this Reddit account, which went by the username She Devil by Night, had been supporting Trinity and like going to bat for her against other Reddit users. Um, and people... They identified themselves as trans and they were using the dark-skinned emoji lady um, whenever they were using like shrug emoji. So people were under the impression that this account was a black trans woman and they also got it in their heads that Trinity was behind this account. So they were saying that Trinity is posing as a black trans woman on Reddit to support her. Honestly, there isn't that much evidence Bussy Queen does a good deep dive on it. There's like this partial snippet where someone says to Trinity, is that you? And Trinity goes, I'm still on Reddit. But like, it's not like, yes, I use that account. And after that happened, that account closes down. But like, I don't see why Trinity would need to bolster what people think of her on Reddit. To be honest, I I don't really buy it personally. Um, but it has really followed her around. And I wonder will it come up in All Star 7? <laughs> and more body. The Holy Trinity has arrived. <laughs> I'm Trinity the Tuck, All Stars for Women. So what can we expect on All Stars 7? Well, doing this recap made me realise her expertise in acting and on the runway. She can be good at improv, but then falls at stand-up, so comedy is a bit of a hit or miss for her. She seems adequate at costume design, but there wasn't much of that in either of the season she was in, actually, so it's hard to tell. She is a great lip syncer, though, so she'll definitely excel there. And I would love to see her lip sync against Shay. I just think that would be such a tough and, like, entertaining battle for them. Overall, though, I think she'll do pretty well. But her letdown will be, as always, like I mentioned earlier on, her likability with the fans. She just does not seem to connect with the fandom for whatever reason. Like, I think she won people over in All Stars 4, but then I don't see much support for her by world of wonder by the fandom like after the season had aired like i don't know many people who listen to her podcast she tried a youtube season called talking with the tuck was kind of like her kind of attempt at uh. and like obviously she definitely has fans like she's over a million followers on instagram and people definitely do watch these things but like all of the queens of the franchise have their fans and she just hasn't seemed to break through into the everything she touches is gold space that i think 
she probably deserves to be based on like her track record on the show like other queens have done less and have attained that status so this is her last chance to really become the much love icon with the fandom that she could be um I guess time will tell whether she'll win us over like that. It's hard to know. But she's undeniably talented. We can't argue that. And she's an amazing queen. Um, if somewhat controversial. So that's it. That's Trinity the Tuck. That's my spotlight on All Star. Um, at this point, you probably know how well she's doing in All Star 7. Does my summary match up? Was my predictions right? Interested to know what you think. Hit me up on sistapod at Instagram. Send a DMs. Let me know what you think of that. How many of that did you remember? Did you listen to her podcast? Maybe you are a massive Trinity stan, like She Devil by Night. Um, yeah, let me know. Interesting to hear. James will be back with you next week with his next spotlight of an all star, this time on Evie Oddly. So I'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.